Welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hey, James. Hey, Scott. Here we are, another week. Here we are. It's good to be back. Yeah, we have another listener question. Another listener question. Love it. Let's uh, let's jump into the question. This question, uh, second time question, actually. From a listener. Yeah, great. we love that. Our yeah. first, second time question. Cool. This question is from Rakesh, and he says, I live in Irvine, California. It is as expensive as any other cities. My saving rate is only 20% after taxes and monthly expenditures. My wife has taken a break from work after we became parents for the second time in August of 2020. Congratulations. Yeah. After listening to your podcast and a few others, I learned the importance of savings rates. Because I have moved seven times in the last 11 years, I was always reluctant to move. However, when I came across an article for Low Cost of Living Cities, Dallas, Texas got me interested because I have the opportunity to work work from there as well. I could save an additional $10,000 per year from renting and no state tax. Mm -hmm. Math seems to suggest me to move to Texas, but I love California weather. I enjoy outdoor activities. Is moving to Texas the right move? Do millennials move frequently to retire early? I would love to know your thoughts on this. Thank you. Thanks for your question. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. Uh, a few different places I want to go with this. Okay. Any initial thoughts here? Lots of them. What, what were your thoughts of where we go with this? Uh, I would go, I'm going back to the beginning. He says, my savings rate is only 20% after taxes and monthly expenditures. That's, I, I want to stand up and applaud him. That's a pretty good savings rate. It's so amazing. I, I wouldn't look at that and say only. Now, we don't know your goals or your situation or anything like that. but. Yeah. In general, a 20% savings rate is not bad. So I'd say, first of all... A, a 20% savings rate is great. It's great. Let's not say... That's so, not bad. To That's you. great. Great place yeah. to start. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, man, there's, there's so many ways to look at this. But to me, the screams of... you know at, at my firm, we do financial life planning, which is really looking at what do you value most in your life and then looking at how do you build... Uh, how do you allocate your money? How do you optimize taxes? All of those things. Once you know the life you want to build. Right. Right. And so we talked about that before. I think episode nine is how to align your money with life in which we kind of talk about a structure that you could use to to think about this. But yet yeah, math isn't always the answer. Mm-hmm. It's going to be my, I want to take this first. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. If you would love living in Texas and you could do the activities you want to do in Texas and you have the community that you want to have in Texas. Um, it could be an amazing place to move. Mm-hmm. To me, simply moving there to make make it so you get to save a little bit more if it degrades your life in other ways, I'd be really careful about that. Yes. Um, yes. Do millennials move frequently to retire early? I don't know that answer. And I don't know the answer, <laughs> but what I would say is exactly what you said. Go back to the why, what are you doing it for? What's the most important thing to you? Yeah. Um, is retiring early the absolute most important thing to you? 
if so, then this could make some sense. Mm-hmm. You know, ten thousand extra per year that you save and invest that will certainly add up over time. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing that and you're miserable and you hate Texas or hate wherever you live and you are missing the things that you had in California or wherever you were before, I mean, talking to anyone through this, what's the what's the trade off you're willing to give up for this? Right. What are you willing to give up in exchange for maybe being able to retire a little bit early? Mm-hmm. Um, it is expensive to live in California. Yes. We live both live in San Diego. It's not cheap here. Yes. Uh, he's in Irvine. It's not cheap there. No. But ask yourself, what is what is the most important thing to you? Is it being able to do outdoor things, outdoor activities, be with your family where you are? Or is it saving as much as you possibly can? Uh, because that's going to give shape or that's going to give direction to what you, what the right answer would be as you're asking this question. Right. Yeah. There's another, to me, there's another component too. And that's that um, your personal life and your work life are usually interconnected. And what I mean by that is like, if you're not enjoying your own life, you're probably not walking into work as your best self. Mm-hmm. And so the, one of the things I look at is, well, that's cool. You could save an extra 10 grand. And the other, the other counter flip side of that for me is if you're living the best life that you can in Southern California, is there a way that you can be looking at the work that you do and showing and, and documenting along the way that you're doing better than you could be doing than the average person in your firm does? So you don't get the 3% raise, you get the 5% raise for a few years. Well, now who cares about the extra 10 grand, right? Now, now you're making more than enough to live in California and still be saving what you want to save. So it's like, I don't, I don't think of it as we can look at it discre- kind of, kind of in a, dis- in this one little narrow focus, or we can take it a little broader. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? It definitely does. Yeah. I'll say it's, it's, it's a little bit different than this, but a lot of times clients, especially as they're coming in and approaching retirement, they'll talk to me and they really, well, they're thinking about retirement and that's very important to them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are at the point where they've just, maybe they're burnt out from work and it's mm-hmm. long hours and the pay is good, but it's long hours and they can only see themselves doing this for one, two more years. Mm-hmm. And we look at the numbers and we say, okay, you could cram, you you could exert a ton of energy, a ton of emotional energy, a ton of hours into work for the next one to two years. And here's what that will get you financially. Or you could take your foot off the pedal. You could scale back a little bit. You could do something more that you enjoy that doesn't stress you out as much, that doesn't leave you feeling like you need to be out in one to two years. Mm-hmm. And if you did that for the next three, four, five years instead, but you enjoyed it, it's actually better off financially. Mm-hmm. So sometimes longevity of how long you're working or longevity of how long you're doing something is actually a lot more impactful even financially than doing something that pays a whole lot more, or in this case, costs a whole lot less, but you don't do it for quite as long. Yeah. So that's where it comes, comes down to uh, crafting the ideal life for yourself today, but doing so in a way that you're still able to be on track for those long-term goals. So you know, Rakesh, as you're asking this, do you enjoy work right now? Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, what's is is there a huge rush to retire early? Yeah, or can and you? I mean, the way I'm reading this is like same company. I can live here, or I can move to Texas. Mm-hmm. And if I move to Texas, I save. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I look at that, I just go, well, you know, what's life look like for you here, and what will it look like for you if you move to Texas? Right. Right. Because I mean, um, we. Uh, in this instance, uh, his wife took a break from work after they became parents for the second time. Like, we don't know the situation. Like, do you have a support community here that's really tight and ingrained with friends and community and 
people and church and like what what's that look like for you versus you uproot yourself and you move and you start anew well, yeah you make an extra 10 grand now but now you, you don't ha- are you leaving that behind if you're not that may make it really easy yeah. right but just know don't think it's just a money answer because mm-hmm. it's not <laughs> yeah money money the money should be here to support the life we want to live mm-hmm. the money shouldn't be the thing yeah yeah and this kind of maybe one day we should do an episode on the, the fire movement um and thoughts on that because this is kind of similar of how do you save as much and do as much so you can retire as early as possible and, and thoughts on that because people do that sometimes and it's like okay you get to where you want to go at the end of the day and for some people it's great and they love it mm-hmm. and other people it's like i hit this i hit my goal and it's kind of exciting to all this this whole time to have this goal but now i'm there and i'm not really that happy with it mm-hmm. they wish they would have at the beginning kind of asked themselves these questions we talked about with episode number nine how yeah. to align your money with life what is the most important thing and this is obviously much more of a philosophical answer that we're having in conversation than yep. a financial one but like you said the money should exist to support your ideal life both but, today and in the future but the reason why we keep coming back to this is because money is not the answer money is just simply one of the tools that you have to help you build the life that you want And if you don't take the time to look at the life that you want, and instead you just look at the math or you find the article that talks about how you can save more by moving here or doing this or doing that, you can often go put yourselves in positions that don't lead to the life that you want. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so it really, cause really what it, what the, you know, when you, it planning at its core, it in my mind is all about helping people create freedom for themselves. And freedom means different things to different people right? Uh, For me, it means building a firm in which I get to help clients step into their best versions of themselves. And I, my wife gets to be a stay-at-home mom because that's her big freedom that she wants, right? Mm -hmm. So, that's the way we're building our lives. Uh, It also matters that we live in Southern California near our family because family matters to us. The family that we can be near, my family, my my family's back in Indiana and I love them dearly. But I'm also not moving back to Indiana because I love surfing. Um, so we go see them. That has to be built into the, the way we build our life, right? Money is a tool that helps us do all those things. Mm-hmm. But I don't look at, uh, well, where do I live to help maximize my dollar? Yeah, we can do that really quickly. There's a textbook answer for that. Um, Rakesh found one here. The question is, is that the right answer for Rakesh? Mm-hmm. And only he can answer that for himself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's... Uh you go through any exercise, whether it's a business planning exercise or a life planning exercise or whatever, you always can't like every coach, every advisor, every guide will, will make you start with why, Mm -hmm. why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. You don't know why you're doing this. Then you may get really far along, feel like you're doing really well. feel like you make a lot of progress only to realize you're climbing up the, the wrong ladder, so to speak. So yeah, I think you're exactly right. You don't want to put the the ladder against the wrong wall and start climbing only to find that it's the wrong wall. <laughs> like you want to take the time to know it's truly what you want and it's truly what your spouse wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, hey, hey, honey, we're going to move to Texas because it's going to save us 10 grand a year. Maybe they're really on board with that and maybe they're not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe. And so Rakesh, I hope this doesn't sound like we're bashing your idea. We're, we're certainly not. If you've thought through this and- all else is equal. 
same, you could have the same standard of living, do the same exact thing, so the same group of friends, do the same exact work, all of that. And the question comes down to uh, California or Texas, and the only difference is one saves you $10,000 per year. Great. I'd probably do the thing that saves me ten thousand per year if all else is equal. Yeah, well, let's but. let's talk about. Yeah, I'm with you. The other thing is like this is kind of where like this is a complicated question, right? It it is. This is kind of where like you know if you have the time and wherewithal to do this on your own, go for it. But like this isn't t- kind of question where it's like, well, what are the values of the family? How do you want to optimize things? What do your job prospects look like here versus there? If you lose that job there, do you have the same job prospects there that you do here currently? Like these are things you want to be weighing, right? And then you also want to look at like, well, how much would I actually save? Would it really be that 10K? Am I really thinking this through properly? Um, What would the cost of living be there? How would all those things work? How much faster would it get me to my work optional goal? Which for whether it's fire or whatever it is, to me, it's all about purpose and it's all about delivering people freedom that they want, whether it's for freedom of time to be with their family or do pursue interests that are truly the things that they love or, you know, all those things. But it's like, well, uh, to me, like a financial plan here makes a ton of sense, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? And it's like, so maybe you find a planner who can help you do this and geek, geek this out, or you can already do it yourself. But then you're looking through the conversation of having this conversation with a spouse about a major move too. Mm-hmm. And then the next iteration I think about is, well, let's say you decide you think you might want to do this. How do you test it? Just to go see like, well, what's it actually like to live in Dallas? Do I want to live there? Are there people there that I want to hang out with? Mm-hmm. Like, do I, am I going to have a community? Like, how can you go test that mm-hmm. before you go dive in full, full bore? Does that make sense? It makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, um, I agree. Simple enough question on the surface, but it really gets deep when you start exploring what this means to make that move or do something as you balance priorities and really goals and values that you and your family have. Absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your question. I hope that was helpful. Again, it's not the direct financial answer. You know, the, we kind of talk about the textbook answer a lot and then the, the real answer, the textbook answer is say, yeah, you just saved $10,000. Can you apply that to retirement and now retire three years earlier and now spend more in retirement? And that's one side of the equation. But yeah. I think what we're trying to talk about is the more, what we see in our client side is the more important piece, the piece that people actually end up caring a lot more about over the long run. Well, because at the end of the day, it's really, what are the values for, for you as a family? And then once you know what your values are, what really matters most to you, and it's how you can you know, put your time, your money, your energy, and your talent to work, living where you want to live, then look at how to get you the goals that you have, right? How do you answer that? What's the solve then versus just what's the fastest way to get to my answer? Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It's just one's giving you a lens to look through that's for your own prescription. Agreed. Good yeah. way of putting it. Anything else? That's it. And that's it. All right. Thank you as always for your questions. And we will see you all next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. And if you have a question that you'd like for us to answer, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co. And there's a section on the bottom of each page there where you can submit your question for us to answer in a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.